Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to episode 137 of Geek Town Radio. We're back this week with Ross. <laughs> Hello, Dave. How are you? All right. How are you? Very well. Thank, thank, I'm much better now that I know what number it is. <laughs> yes. Because that's always a tripping point, no, I think. Not, not that that was a conversation before we came on air or anything. <laughs> in, in, inside baseball now. <laughs> but uh, yes. So how are you? You've been off for a few uh, weeks due to due to you being busy with other things such as yeah. getting married. <laughs> I've contracted a horrible uh, habit. <laughs> that's being married. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. It's uh, yeah, I think it's been really good. We've been, I haven't had as much with, I mean, when you live with another person, you have to find that balance of, you know, time you spend on your own. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we don't know where that is, Dave. Can't find that. So we just, uh, I watch what she wants now. So that's fine. Amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been good. Uh, trying to find, you know, ways of doing things a little differently to compromise. And it's, it's interesting because, um, I mean, one of, I mean, you didn't ask yet, but I'll, I'm going to tell you what I've been doing. John, yes. Um, one of the things I've been trying to do is trying to uh, play games without, like, so she can still watch television. Um, right. So things like on, you know, Nintendo's 3DS, or I've been thinking about getting a Switch, or, um, you know, PlayStation 4 has remote play, which I've been trying out. And, uh, you know, it's actually been quite interesting trying the different ways you can do it without a television. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You could always buy a second television. <laughs> Yeah, but then we'd have to have it in the same room and it'd be like, we've got two TVs in this room. This is the two TV room. Yes, I suppose. You could always put it in another room. I'm assuming you're not living in what? one room. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing now, um, the thing I always say about if we're in different rooms is that we've then got to heat different rooms, which means the, the heating bill goes up. Oh. I, don't, I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm not made of money. <laughs> the stress of modern life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. So, um, apart from apart from that, what else have you been up to? Well, um, we've been watching. Um, I don't know if you've been catching up with uh, Life in Pieces. Yes, I have. Yes. So uh, I think it's Love every Friday show. on Amazon. It comes it because it's I think it's CBS possibly. Yes. Um, yeah, really good. Enjoying the season. I think we're four or five in, maybe something like that. Yeah. Uh, so we watched the first two seasons, and now we're watching this one. It's all on Amazon. So yeah, it's great, great, great watch. I think. Yes, that's that's a good show. It's a good, it's, funny, solid half hour cover. That. It, it slipped out the other day and i'm not sure if i meant it or not but I, I, it slipped out that i prefer it to modern family this year <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not sure how i feel about that because modern family's on a break now i think till after christmas yes um, i think so but yeah i really do like it it's a contender to modern family certainly yeah 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 on your recommendation, Dave, we started watching um, The Good Place. Oh, yes. Head Dancer, very good. Um, yes. We just got to the end of the first season. 
Uh, yeah. So when, when we talked about it a couple of months ago, the second season was just starting on Netflix, I think. Yeah. And that's the same where it's a weekly. Yeah, that's actually hit its mid-season break at the moment. So uh, you can catch up with that. Okay, great. And also, uh, I was informed earlier that uh, Bob's Burgers came back without my knowledge. Right. So we're going to catch a couple of, I think we're a couple behind on that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's good. It's been uh, really good. Also, we've been in and out of back. Um, yes. you know, Channel Four. Uh, it's pretty good. I like it actually. Yes, just been yeah, renewed for a second season. That we'd, we're, uh, you know, we've been trying to make time for. Because I said to her, "What we'll do this weekend is we'll watch The Punisher because I only want to watch The Punisher, and we're invested in the whole Marvel Netflix we watched. Well, we didn't watch The Iron Fist because." Yeah. Yeah. I think, Understandable. I think right yeah. Um, but yeah, I really want to watch The Punisher, uh, but we just didn't get time this weekend, but I'm sure you'll tell me all about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I have been watching The Punisher. I'm only about five episodes in at the moment. Um, that's been... I, I mean, I, first of all, I can see exactly why they cancelled that panel at New York Comic Con um, <laughs> due to after the after the Las Vegas shooting. I could, I mean, it's it's bloody, it's violent. It deals with uh, war veterans suffering from PTSD. I haven't got to a point where somebody kind of goes on a rampage in that sort of way, but I can, <laughs> I, I there, there is hints that it may be heading that direction. So, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really good though. It's a really solid show very different to some of the other marvel netflix shows you know it's not really that superhero-y either uh you know there's no kind of mystical weird stuff in it (laughs) um it's really based around sort of castle and uh his quest for revenge on the people that uh, destroyed his family and killed his family 13 is it again or yes 13 episodes so, um, so yeah, it's, uh, and I, as like I say, I think I'm about five episodes in at the moment, mm. uh, but I well, well worth watching. It's really solid start to their sort of second phase of their, uh, the defenders kind of series. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's well worth watching. Peaky Blinders came back as well for its fourth season, which I thought was off to a solid start. Really enjoyed the opening episode of that. Quite a shocking end to it, I thought. So, uh, so that's been really good. Movie-wise, I saw Justice League this week. Oh, how was that? I was telling you the other day uh, off mic, we do talk outside of this as well. Yes, yes, um, we do. We were thinking about this, really. Um, we we saw um, we saw Thor, and I think compared to Thor, I don't think I don't think it could possibly be what I want no, from it. So no. I think we're just not going to see it, probably. I mean, I think it is worth seeing. It's okay. it's certainly better than uh, Batman v Superman. Good. I would say the the storyline kind of loses its way a little bit in places but it's solid enough it's still not up to the level of the marvel movies um mm-hmm. i don't think they've hit that that yet they're kind of edging a little closer each time i think right. um i mean the the fact that it's got a lot of mixed reviews i think is well deserved because i can you know i it, it's certainly not absolutely amazing i wouldn't go completely over the moon about it but i thought it was a solid enough film and i enjoyed it enough it's nice having had seen little glimpses of these characters Mm. in various different places it's nice to actually finally see them all together uh the uh the take on barry allen in that i think he's really good as well oh Uh, good is it because of course we've we've got a television flash yes 
is is it too soon to tell me which you prefer or because you've um, had obviously yeah, I more mean, time with yeah i i think that would be unfair because i've spent a lot more time with the tv flash than you have in the movie mm-hmm. flash but i certainly enjoyed uh Ezra miller isn't it i think the uh, yes that's right uh the guy that plays him um i certainly enjoyed his take on it it's kind of you know he's kind of the goofball and uh not the most coordinated person mm. necessarily and the the way that they've done the effects i think work very well for the flash and he is sort of the a lighter version of of the character you know so it's kind of fun yeah ha- having him in there i mean are there i have a question are there more jokes than the jokes in the trailer like have i seen all the jokes or are there more to are there more good ones <laughs> there are a few more jokes i'd say but not many i okay. i think they used a lot of the jokes in the trailer i mean it's interesting because obviously this will this could very well be Zack Snyder's last outing with these mm. characters, um, and they reckon and, uh, a, Ben Affleck's by the sound of it. Well, I mean Ben Affleck's been so backwards and forwards about whether he's yeah. staying on as Batman or not, and he sort of had said he said he has, and then he isn't. And <laughs> there was an interesting thing that came up though because the Flash movie is apparently going to be Flashpoint, okay. uh, uh, which if you know the comic book it takes yeah. and you're aware of the TV show, it's obviously him manipulating and sort of a different future uh to try and go and save his mother which you know we've seen in the tv show the comic book version is slightly different in that you end up with almost evil versions of or very different versions of of the various different characters so mm. the, in the the comic book world aquaman and wonder woman are, are sort of at odds with each other so there's these huge all-out battles between the amazons and the people from atlantis so it will be interesting to see whether those characters show up but yeah. they have mentioned putting batman into that movie but oh. the batman that's in the movie or the batman that's in the comic book it's not bruce wayne it's yes, uh, it's thomas this, yes. it's thomas wayne all uh, along while you were saying that i was wondering if i'd read this and now yeah. i know yes i've read this uh, <laughs> so and thomas wayne which we've only seen a very brief glimpse of but thomas wayne is Jeffrey Dean Morgan because we saw it in the opening of Batman v Superman. Yes. That's going to be interesting to see whether they do keep that and up him to actually being a character for the whole of that film. Because mm. I think that they should do that. I mean, Jeffrey oh. Dean Morgan's an amazing actor. That would be kind of interesting. I can't imagine he's, you know, he must be around the same age as uh, Ben Affleck. He probably is, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you know, they could make him. Well, I mean, the the idea is, in actual fact, that uh, Bruce got killed rather than or Bruce, yes. Bruce and his wife got killed rather than Thomas and Martha got killed. So um, the fact that he's around the same age is fine, you know, that because the the whole timeline thing sort of works out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see whether whether that happens or not. But Justice League, I would say, is worth going to see. Mm. Certainly worth a DVD watch if you can't be bothered <laughs> to go to the cinema. Well, I'll definitely watch it on DVD. Yeah, if you can't be bothered to go to the cinema. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's not up to the level of Thor. I mean, Thor was a, an immense, <laughs> brilliant film. I think so you know other things that I've been doing recently I went on a set visit which is why we had to put out a a, uh, interview show last week because I wasn't here I was in London and I I think I'm allowed to say where I was Uh, I was (laughs) (laughs) I hope 
Sorry if I'm not Channel 4. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was I was on the set of Humans and uh, I got to see some of the cast performing some bits. We got told sort of what's coming up, which I definitely can't say. Uh, we also <laughs> got to talk to some of the actors who were there uh, and I don't want to say who that who they were because that could cause problems as well. So uh, yeah, we got to talk to various people. The interviews that I did there and the people that we talked to will come out next year closer to the humans air date, which they reckon is going to be spring or summer. They don't know exactly when yet. It depends how long the post-production takes, but they are currently shooting right now. So we'll see. But uh, what I saw looked awesome. I love that show. There's some very interesting things coming up in in the new season of it. So that's one to look out for. The other thing I've spotted this week uh, have you been ke- keeping up with this Star Wars Battlefront 2 thing? Yes, I, this, is, hilarious. this is I think this is great. This is really good. You tell the story. <laughs> Basically, EA, the makers of, of Star Wars Battlefront 2, they're releasing this new game. It then becomes apparent that there are microtransactions within the game. So you pay, you're pay, you paying 60, 65 quid for a copy of the game. They're then expecting you to either play for 40 hours or so or fork out more money to be able to play just one of the heroes. They reckon yeah. it's going to be 40 hours worth of gameplay to unlock a Luke Skywalker or a Darth Vader for you to be able to play as that character. Yeah. But the microtransaction thing is is tantamount to gambling as well because you basically you you buy the characters by earning credits and you earn credits by playing the game, but you can also buy loot crates within the game. But what you get out of the crate is yeah. Yeah. various stuff and potentially some credits, but you're not guaranteed to get credits out of that. So you could end up having to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds and still only be in with a chance of being able to get one of these characters. So essentially, they're selling you a game with like 50% of it locked. I mean, this has been an argument in video games for ages. I think, um, like, you know, with your Overwatch and, you know, Shadow of War came under fire for a similar thing. I think, I I believe, now I heard this on another podcast, so it might not be true, Um, and because this podcast is the only podcast where everything's factual. Um, <laughs> I believe a company in uh, the government in Belgium are investigating they it because, are. It, because it might be gambling. Yeah, they are. And I mean, at the moment, what they've said is, I think they've shut down the microtransactions for now. Yeah. But they won't commit to saying they won't. The, those microtransactions aren't going to come back at some point. So the chances are they will. <laughs> I mean, um, EA has been well known for, I mean, it, it's, it is probably the most hated gaming company, you know, despite the fact that it has some of the biggest li- licenses. But what was interesting with this is gamers put their foot down and said, no, we're not standing for this this time around. That pushed EA's share price down by 7%, and the physical copies of the game sold in the UK on release are down something like 60%. Well, you know, I think that's really good in the current climate because you know we get we get your nintendos that produce sort of the same game yeah like you know we'll, we'll do another zelda we'll do another mario yeah and to go back to justice league we, we you get your your big studios who are spending millions and millions on movies that aren't what they should be for the money they've put into it yeah and i think it's nice that people in any medium are, are sort of saying no we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna put up with that 
which yeah. is great. You know, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, I think what they would like is uh, they would like Disney to take the Star Wars license off EA yeah. and give it to somebody a bit more responsible, you know, and somebody that doesn't just uh, look at a thing and hear... <laughs> You know, so, <laughs> so, very good. So you know, I mean, that that's EA all over. He's, and the other thing that they've they're quite well known for doing is buying smaller companies and then shutting, you know, raping them for all the assets and then shutting them down. Yes. So um, you know, there's that as well. I mean, and that's been the other thing is they they bought there was supposed to be a uncharted style story driven Star Wars game coming out by a very respected writer of video games, and they shut that down as well yeah yeah. you know so it's it's been a sort of litany of things that has now led to this point with the sort of star wars fans actually standing up to ea and saying no more we're not taking this any longer although i will say about star wars video games i've been playing um lego star wars on my ipad Mm. recently it's very good give that a go would recommend yes lego star wars completely (laughs) different company not through ea and if you're after a star wars video game it's probably a good one for you i think yes yeah absolutely so yes that's been quite interesting still see how that ends up turning out but uh you know whether they end up keeping the license or whether it's going to cost them quite dearly that Mm. and the other thing this week has been mcm comic-con in birmingham this weekend so I've been over there. We got a couple of interviews. They weren't really doing many press interviews. Uh, Anthony Daniels was there, but wasn't doing press interviews and didn't do a panel. I think partly for the reason that that's going to be fielding questions of things she can't answer about the next Star Wars film. Yeah. So, so you know, I can entirely get that. But you know, he was he was happily signing things for fans and meeting people and and stuff. So uh, he was there. There was a bunch of other people, like the Red Dwarf guys, were there. Um, Warwick Davis was there. So, you know, a lot of the kind of regular people were around. The big TV star was uh, Pearl Mackie, who plays Bill in uh, Doctor Who. So she was there and the whole of her panel is actually up on the, well, almost all of her panel is up on the website. There was a section I chopped out because there was a stage invasion (laughs) during the panel. Uh, This um, young girl. Uh, quite quite a young girl I think probably had learning difficulties kind of came in and waved at Pearl and Pearl was it was very early on and Pearl was kind of waving at people and came in and uh, Pearl waved at her as she came in and went hi hi you know and the, uh, the the girl came round to the side of the stage and actually walked up on stage. And she's like, "Oh, oh, you you're coming up, okay." Yeah. So I uh, thought she was coming up to say hello. So she says hello, then walks straight over, sits in Pearl's seat, and wow. proceeds to tell the entire audience about her website and her Facebook page and things that she's making on videos, much to the embarrassment of her father, who was desperately trying to drag her off stage. You could have um, you could have gone up, Dave. That was your chance to, to get the plug out. So um, so yes, it was. I mean, it, Pearl was brilliant and it was very sweet. And, uh, you know, her, her dad eventually manages to get her back off stage and, you know, all was fine. But, uh, yeah, I actually, the video that I actually put up, I chopped that out because, you know, I, I didn't want to part of it partly because it's going up on YouTube and you know what commenters can be like on YouTube sure. and uh, I and we didn't really have permission to put her up. You know, it was the Pearl Mackie panel we were there to right. record. So I, I decided to take that section out but it was it was very funny and quite sweet so uh yeah so that happened uh and then the other person we talked to was denise crosby who plays tasha yar in um, star trek next generation she's been on um walking dead she talks about sort of various 
other things she's been in, doing voice work for Star Trek Online, and um, also talks about possibly she's had apparently talks with the Orville people about showing up in the Orville because oh. there's, there's quite a few Star Trek people that have you know the older Star Trek generation that are now doing guest spots on the Orville apparently. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, she's she apparently has talked to them about that. But uh, she was lovely and and uh, she actually came in and did a press interview. So we talked a bit to her. The other thing, of course, was uh, cosplay. Lots and lots of cosplay photos. So they're all up on our Instagram page. They're actually on a post on the website as well, but they're up on the Instagram feed, which is uh, instagram.com slash geektownuk if you want to go and look at that. But there was some great cosplay. And I actually went through and edited some of them this time around and put new backgrounds in so that were sort of appropriate to the pictures so like there's joker with a sort of gotham background and bane with a gotham background and uh did some of uh, the notorious negan who's uh, one of the popular cosplayers did did some shots of him and then photoshopped like a, a sort of woods background onto them uh some of harley's uh, various harley's that took photos of including um one who we've we've posted on the site before a few times uh, a lovely girl called tori sega and uh she's always at these these things and she she's what i describe as the harleyest of harleys uh, <laughs> she sort of stays in character the entire time absolutely well, yeah, they, they all look really good she was doing thi- a thing there in support of cancer as well quite often she'll go around and do various uh, charity things while she's there as well but so she was brilliant and uh, did some shots of hair and put new backgrounds in and things so yeah that's that's really good you were looking at some of the photos weren't you yeah i took a look there's a there's some really good ones you know you've got all, all different ones you got it's what i like about comic con is there's you know there's movies there's games there's tv show like there's some overwatch stuff and there's you know you have harleys and jokers and you yeah. know negan negan's really good he's really good he looks like like yeah legitimately a lot like him <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next year when read pop take over who are the uh, going to be the new owners of uh, or the, the new people in control of mcm comic con oh they are the people that do new york comic con and uh, they do star wars celebration and yeah, that's PAX. probably a good thing then yeah so the hope is that things will stay kind of the same but with enhanced better guests and uh more comic book guys they're talking about getting to bring in and you know so it will be more of a comic con than a sort of a few comics and a bunch of tv people so great. so hopefully Hopefully they'll they'll uh, improve things, which should be cool. I mean, it's, it's, I, I love MCM anyway. They do some great stuff, but. Uh it's going to be interesting next year to see what happens. So, yes, that's all the stuff that uh, we've both been up to. Let's move on to some TV and film news. So, as we weren't around last week, there's a lot of uh, little updates that we can uh, go through. We've we've had uh, Nashville, apparently, is coming to the end at the end of season six, which is not a show that I ever watched, but uh, I know Matt's a bit gutted about that because it's a show Matt watches quite a lot. So, um, that, that's that's hit the end of the road uh, of uh, season six will be its last one, but at least they're getting to finish it properly, which is fine. Yeah, that's good. The X-Files is coming back to Channel 5 for its 11th season next year. We hope don't know exactly when they won't give us an exact date just in case it moves but i think it's probably going to end up being early next year stanakatic's new show absentia which has been kicking around it's it's an odd one that because it hasn't actually aired in the u.s yet 
It's actually been picked up to air in the US and the UK by Amazon. And Stan Katie, of course, was the star of Castle. And uh, you know, after that show ended, this was what she did next. And it was actually funded by, I think, a, like a German or an Italian station, but oh, in right. English. And it was kind of, it was one of these weird things where it hasn't aired in America yet. So, so yes, but that's coming to uh, Amazon UK next year. Dynasty's been picked up for a full season of 22 episodes, which probably means that's very likely it's going to get a second season. Um, I've seen a few episodes of that. It's it's kind of stupid CW fare, but, you know, it's entertaining enough. Amazon have picked up the Boys adaptation, which is a comic book adaptation by from the guys behind Preacher and Eric Kripke, who's the guy behind Supernatural. That looks really good. We've talked about the Boys a few times before, but uh, that looks like it, it could be quite interesting. Apparently, the comic book's quite dark and violent, so uh, so that could be a very interesting show to watch. Great. Back, the Mitchell and Webb show will be back for its second season, as mentioned earlier. Netflix are bringing back Top Boy for a third season, which was a Channel 4 show. It's not one I ever watched, but I know it's, there's a lot of fans of it out there. I don't know whether mm. you ever saw it. Uh, no, no, no. So yes, they're, they're bringing back Top Boy for a third season. Westworld, we have some idea of when it will be coming back. They apparently are bringing season two back in the spring. So that will probably take Game of Thrones springtime sort oh, of April slot it will take so um, yeah because there may be no Game of Thrones next year happy with that yeah so you know that's fine The Orville has been picked up for a second season by Fox which is awesome news I'm looking forward to that actually starting in the UK which comes uh, mid-December I think that starts on Fox and uh, the Lord of the Rings prequel which we talked about quite a lot last week that was only a potential series it now is definitely a series in fact it's multiple series because they've landed it at Amazon which is where it looked like it was going to go with a multi-season order so they've thrown a lot of money at that it was basically 200 to 250 million to buy the rights to be able to make the show in the first place right and then 100 to 150 million per season to actually make the show. Gonna get that uh, Tolkien estate on board. Yes. So uh, the uh, the the Tolkien estates are, are now rolling in cash from that deal. <laughs> uh, but that that's I'm, I'm sure the Tolkien estate were doing just fine before this. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sure they were. Now they're doing even better. But uh, that is going to be some sort of Lord of the Rings prequel. We don't know whether that means it's going to be pre-Lord of the Rings and pre-Hobbit mm. or just pre-Lord of the Rings and sort of in between Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. There was also some talk about them not being able to use some of the Lord of the Rings characters or some of the Hobbit characters. So we don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it, it, it may be that it's kind of, you know, a, a different age and they're doing sort of historical things. It's not as if they're short in the Lord of the Rings to, of things to, to use oh, to make a yeah. series. You know, there's enough books that they can deal with. But uh, it will be prior to the Lord of the Rings. That's all we know about it at the moment. I, th- I think it's been long enough that, that I'm, a, I'm down for that. I'm, I'm good for more Lord of the Rings now. Yeah. It will be interesting to see whether they get some of the same people back. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to shoot it in New Zealand because where else do you shoot it? You know? <laughs> That's so established as being Middle Earth at this point. It's all and... CGI, Dave. It does not say live action on there. It's going to be a cartoon. <laughs> no, it is going it's to be, be live action. I'm fairly sure it's going to be live action with that amount of money thrown at it. Uh, yeah, plus, you know, they were looking for something Game of Thrones-esque oh, right, that yeah. they could run, so it is definitely going to be live action. I wonder, because the Lord of the Rings isn't that, um, like, there's bits, but it's not that dark, whereas Game of Thrones is quite, you know, obviously it's famous for being quite, um, you know, yeah. dark. 
I wonder how mature they'll go with it. I don't know. I don't know. I, my because guess if, if is... If your kid's are a Hobbit fan, are you going to have to disappoint them and say they can't watch this? You know what I mean? My guess would be it will be a sort of 12 kind of yeah. you know, rating, I would have thought. Not that they rate TV shows like that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I'd, I would say that would be the area they're kind of aiming at. So, you know, not, not obviously family-friendly, but like... You know, probably not like eighteen blood and guts. I wouldn't have thought either. <laughs> but yeah, that that's going to be quite good, I think, because they've got the money to throw at it. Yeah, you know? and it's a solid license. If they get some decent people behind writing it, that could be a really good series. Uh, speaking of big budget TV series, though, the other one Here we go. that's coming, Star Wars, is <laughs> not only getting a new trilogy, but he's also getting a live action TV series. Is this too much? Is this too much Star Wars now, Dave? I, I don't think there's such a thing as too much Star Wars. <laughs> The new trilogy, first of all, by Ryan Johnson, who is the guy that created The Last Jedi uh, or directed The Last Jedi. And so you've got to believe that they really like that film if they're prepared to give him his, his own franchise, basically. Off next it. Month. So uh, that's, that is very good news. It, it was funny. He tweeted out afterwards a link to the story, basically going, now I hope you really like The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very funny. I'm looking forward to, to, obviously, The Last Jedi coming out. It looks amazing from the bits we've seen. The new trilogy, we don't know exactly what it's going to be other than that it's going to be separate from the the Skywalker saga. Mm. Uh, they've said it'll introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy of, that Star Wars lore has never before explored. So whether that does genuinely mean these are completely new characters or whether it means that it's going to be new characters but set in a particular time frame... Yeah. Um, the thing I'm kind of getting at is there is a potential that this could be an Old Republic film series. Yeah, I think they when they did the this latest trilogy just before that, they, they said that all, all the comics and games and stuff, a lot of that isn't canon now. Yeah. Um, so I think they've got... So I, I suppose that would be unexplored, I suppose. Well, I, I think... I mean, it, it's like uh, Thrawn, who was a large character in the expanded universe who in the expanded universe originally doesn't show up until after the end of return of the jedi mm. they then reintroduced him as a character into star wars rebels so that's sort of you know prior to a new hope so they they've taken some of the characters and repurposed them for other things so i mean it's possible they may do that they may take some of the characters that are in other areas and and move them across i don't know i mean the problem with setting it in the current timeline, you know, the Skywalker time period or post Skywalker or immediately pre Skywalker is you have to then dovetail it quite specifically into yeah. stuff that's already happening. It might make more sense to do what they did with the video games, which is move it entirely to the old Republic. That way you have access to lots of Sith lots of Jedi, you can do big budget lightsaber battles. You have a few characters that people do know, you know, real Star Wars fans do know, like Revan and Malak and, you know, like those sort of guys that are around in that Old Republic era. So it would be possible for you to use either, introduce them on screen 
which they've never done before, you know, because they've only ever been in video games, or you could potentially use that as some form of history. Yeah. The, the Old Republic set like a few thousand years before the uh, start of the movie franchise. So maybe doing that, I mean, you know, or something a few hundred years after that, that might be a way to go. Do you think if it was thousands of years before, they'd have add another long to a long, long time ago? <laughs> yeah. Because it's even longer. Yes, a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Regardless of what the characters are, it's where you actually set it in the universe in terms of, you know, from a timeline point of view. Yeah. Because the other problem, of course, of going later is that there aren't any Jedi. Mm. Um, you know, as as we have found by having a movie called The Last <laughs> Jedi. So, you know, um, the, uh, unless you're, again, you're moving it a few hundred years into the future, but then you've got to dovetail the Star Wars saga into that. Mm. Or there's some clever turnaround in the next two movies. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they'll do, but The Old Republic, I think a lot of people, that was where people's mind tended to go with it. So is uh, is Ryan Johnson on to direct all three of them? Mm. That's a good, I mean, I bet he's well happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently that is the case. He's supposed to be doing all three of them. But on top of that, they also said that they've, they're making a live action TV series. And uh, this is going to go on to Disney's ads, as yet untitled streaming service which we don't know whether this is going to be a worldwide thing or whether it's just going to be a US thing and mm. the shows that are on there get sold in other places. But um, yeah, Disney have got this uh, this new service coming out, which is going to be a, a streaming service. And much like CBS decided to leverage Star Trek for their streaming service, Disney undergo obviously going to leverage Star Wars for theirs. So, um, you know, it, it, it's funny you should bring this up because we were talking the other day. Do you know Disney Life? I'm aware of it. Yes, it's a similar sort of thing, but it's just got you know, you know, your animated movies and yeah. there's a couple of other bits, but it, that's that's the main thing. I was talking about it the other day. I said, well. Well, what I was wondering why the Star Wars is weren't on there because, of course, it, I mean it's not everything from Disney movies, but it's a, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think this would be good. This would be a good thing. I would basically what I'm saying is I'm already on board. Yeah. I mean the the reason that Star Wars movies aren't on there is because worldwide the licenses are sold to different people for Star Wars and have been there historically. So like um, Sky have the license in the UK for Star Wars, you know, for TV broadcast of Star Wars. Oh wow. So you can find them all on sky mm. presumably on their tv as well then but uh but yeah that's why they're not on there so I, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with that streaming service they're also talking about making a another live action marvel series a monsters inc series and a high school musical series as well it's a possibility apparently and ryan johnson's doing all of them <laughs> <laughs> yes ryan johnson's doing all of them. now we don't know anything more about the live action series other than uh, you know they are making it and it will be live action uh, right now so uh, that that's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that because again you've got the same problem that it's it's where you set it in the timeline and yeah. uh, i mean the the original kind of plans there has been talk about doing something that's maybe based around bounty hunters or you know based on the sort of senior underside of the star wars universe which we don't see as much of so smuggling and that sort of thing yeah. so that would be an interesting idea for a show but we don't know it's all speculation at this point so yes there is uh three a new trilogy separate from the skywalker trilogy and the tv show coming for star wars so you're not going to be short of of uh anything from uh from a star wars point of view and disney just go 
Excellent. <laughs> Getting my use out of that that uh, that uh, sound effect. So um, yeah, milk that cash cow. So next news story we've got is Suits. Are you aware of the TV show Suits? I'm aware of the TV show Suits. Yes. So uh, two I'm of aware it, of this news actually as well. Yes. So uh, two of its its stars are Patrick J. Adams who uh, plays Mike, and uh, Meghan Markle who plays his fiance on the show. It looks like there there is talk of them leaving at the end of this current season, which is kind of quite a major shift because the entire show originally was based around the premise of Mike turning up and uh, not being a lawyer and then getting hired yeah. as as a lawyer by Harvey Specter. So uh, he sort of was the focus point for the first <laughs> few seasons of the show. It has broadened out into more of a sort of lawyery um, ensemble show at this point. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's quite a major character to lose. Meghan Markle um, has also been there from the start and uh, he's a great actress and lovely character, but there has been a lot of talk about her potentially moving on. Yeah, I think we've had some on this show about um, her potentially doing something else. Because, you know, I mean, apart from starring in this, she is, of course, dating Prince Harry. So might be Princess Markle or Princess Meghan (laughs) at some point too soon. You never know. But uh, there there is sort of a good chance that she is going to be leaving as well. A lot of people going, oh, well, I'm not going to watch it if if they're not in it. And I, I sort of feel that this point i mean they lost gina torres at the end of the last season although she has popped up occasionally and they are now basing doing a spinning spin-off series or Mm. looking to do potentially a spin-off series with her but i i think it's at the point now where the show can survive without patrick adams and certainly i think it could survive without megan markle i mean nothing against her as, as an actress but i think if that character was removed it wouldn't detract from the rest well, yeah, of the show that's certainly the danger of, of making a, a show with a lot of characters but making some of them stand out more than others like if, if for example your your big bang theory lost sheldon yeah. it's not going to be the same you know thing no. whereas if it's like that and they all get a bit more mediated it perhaps doesn't matter so much yeah and i i think the last season or so they've started to do that a little bit and kind of mediating the characters a bit more so they're they're all kind of getting more airtime and and mike's role has been played down a a little bit i mean he has still been a the focus of quite a lot of storylines but i think they are getting to a stage particularly this season where you know the other characters are coming forward and they've introduced a few new people so i think they they are prepping for this to happen i don't know i i it will be a different show without him but i can see it working without him as well i mean i'm a huge fan of that show and i will miss a lot of the uh, back and forth between mike and harvey because though their, their banter is really really well written but i think there are other characters like they introduced a character called alex in there who's an old friend of harvey's and i think there's potential for that relationship to have a similar feel to it yeah um so uh yeah I, you know I, I i think it'll be okay if that happens it'll be a different show but i think it'll be okay and the last new story we've got this week is that Hulu are making a Hitman series based on the video game. And uh, they've roped in the uh, man behind John Wick, Derek Kolstad, to be the person behind it, which I think is probably quite a good move considering. Yeah, definitely. Considering they've failed to make two movies about this work. 
I yeah. think this is probably quite a good move. And you, uh, you know, um, the thing about uh, the Hitman games is that they're full of those. You know, you do you do a lot of setup, and then there's this big payoff where you something happens or you know whatever, and yeah. then it, it's this series of events where and you go, oh, that's really cool that that's all happened together. And I think John Wick had those moments where it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Keanu Reeves is doing through, you know, yeah, crazy stuff. Well, I think that's you know that's good. That's what you need. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of potential to it to actually base it more on the video games and not mess around with it like they did with the film versions. Yeah. You know, the video games are popular. It's, it's one of the things I found interesting about this new Tomb Raider movie. I mean, the Tomb Raider movie literally looks like it's cutscenes from the video game. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, it seems to have, they seem to be taking the approach with that of sticking very close to the video game plot. And I'm wondering if they've decided maybe, you know, the video game's popular. Why don't we stick to the plot of the video game? Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering if they're looking at it the same way for Hitman. Mm. Um, and, you know, with it, with a TV show as opposed to a movie, you can be a bit more methodical. Yeah. Um, and a bit, you know, things don't happen, have to happen so quickly. Yeah, I mean, what I would like to say is at least a guest spot by David Bates, who uh, David Bateson is the guy that voices hitman in the uh in the video games yeah and um you know he's i think he i we interviewed him a few months ago and he's very disappointed that he's he's you know they've made two films and he's never actually managed to make <laughs> it on screen yet the phone Consid- has not wrong <laughs> considering if you look at a picture of the guy he looks like agent 47 yeah he, he is hitman <laughs> yeah i mean he is hitman he's he you know he's he's possibly a little bit older than he would need to be to take on the lead role at this point but you know considering it's probably going to be quite an action oriented series i mean i no offense david if you're listening but um <laughs> you know i i you might want to go for a, maybe a younger actor in the lead role but i would still like to see him in there whether he's he's the creator of the program maybe because they are clones aren't they i believe so mm, so if he was like an older an older clone yeah something like that i think that that would be that would be cool i would just i I, you know it'd be a nice nod to him to actually at least get him onto the uh onto the tv show at you know at some point so yeah i i think that that's got some interesting possibilities and uh, with hulu making it it means you're not restricted on you know like you would be on us network tv either so uh you know can be as bloody and violent as they, they want it to be lots of, lots of inventive ways of killing people so uh, <laughs> so yes i'm quite looking forward to that i think that that has potential so that's all the news we've got for, for this week next up is the interview <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The interview this week is with Oliver Bokelberg. 
Oliver is a German-born but LA-based cinematographer and director who's worked across a wide range of TV shows and movies such as No Ordinary Family, My Own Worst Enemy, uh, The Bounty Hunter and The Station Agent. He's been working in cinematography for a very long time, uh, sort of part of his upbringing because his father is a very famous German photographer called uh, Werner Bockelberg. Oliver's main job for the past seven years has been as director of photography on the hugely popular Shondaland series Scandal, which has just returned to Sky One for its seventh and final season. So we chat to Oliver about creating the look of the show, uh, making the move from cinematographer into uh, directing, and uh, just generally what it's like working on such a popular show for so long. So here's the interview with Oliver. He was really lovely. It's a about 30 minutes long. We'll see you afterwards with some highlights for next week on TV. Hi, Oliver. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for coming on and spending a little bit of time to uh, talk through your work. I appreciate that. Thank you. I've been speaking to a few cinematographers lately, so uh, always nice to have another one on. <laughs> we do our work. I was working last night, so it's always, I mean, they, they, I think we are, I mean, it's interesting on a TV show, you know, we're always on. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, different from a movie but i've been on scandal now since the beginning you know the pilot was a scotsman i guess um paul mcgregan right and um since then it's been going you know every year from july to april yeah it's like a regular job yeah (laughs) it certainly is yeah because you're what it's uh seven season have you actually finished shooting now are you still you're still working on it no we're still in the middle of it We're, we're going until i think the middle of march Okay, and the, this is the uh, its final season as well, isn't it? It's the final season. Yes. So, right. Yeah, we don't um, we don't quite yet know how it feels when we're done, you know. But I guess <laughs> I guess when we're done, we all realize that we've gotten seven years older, you know. So yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, but, it does seem crazy. Seven years on a TV show, it's nuts. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's I mean, we've been so fortunate because it's really such a nice environment, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we could be any happier with with the cast or the crew that we put together. You know, it's really, it's really kind of special to to want to go to work every day. It makes a huge difference. We're, it's shot in LA, isn't it? So I'm, I mean, you're based yeah, in LA. Yeah, we had a studio called Sunset Gower. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we got our Oval Office built there, and we have um, our press room there, and we have our you know most of our sets, and then we go out maybe one or two days, two days an episode, I would say, and you know go either for interiors or try to avoid palm trees. <laughs> yes, always the biggest problem when you're trying to make LA look look like something else. You know, but the, the ironic thing is when we went we went for two days and all these six years we went for two days. Tom Verica, who was the director, and, and I we both took a camera and we went to Washington DC to shoot just some street footage. Yeah. And you know, we fought so hard to avoid palm trees. And then we get there and then outside of um the Senate building, it's all um it's all palm trees. You know, they're all they're all <laughs> They're all flower pots, but still, you know, it's like all it's it's, it's just weird for us, you know. It's <laughs> That's funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh dear. But otherwise, it's all here in LA, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's the LA is sort of yeah seems to to substitute for everything under the sun over the years. So you know, it's like all, yeah, the, it's, all the NCIS is a shot there, despite the fact that they're they're based all over the place. Yeah, I guess it's it's you know I guess it's movie magic. You know, it's actually what what not to show, right? Yeah, Pointed absolutely. Camera the other direction. Yeah. And LA is a great place to, to, I mean, it's a great place, you know, to live and, and to, to work because there's such a, such a big, 
array of crew, you know, there's just so many people who do it as a profession. Yeah. Yeah. So it does feel kind of easy to produce. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember, uh, I, I've been over a few times and I, I did the touristy thing and went around the Paramount studio tour and, uh, they have palm trees, you know, obviously uh-huh. like everywhere, you know, there's palm trees kind of out in, in an ET, in sort of an area out the front and, uh, they wrap fake bark around the palm uh-huh. trees to make, so just don't shoot upwards. You know? <laughs> That's right. That's what we did yesterday. We went downtown and we had, I think we covered eight or 10 palm trees with, you know, 10 or 12 feet of, of bark. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> You know, there'll be people just to do that. So it's kind yeah. of, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic, but it works. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're happy. Yeah. It's good. We're happy. So, um, you're uh, currently finishing off scandal at the moment. Should we just go back a little bit? How did you get into cinematography in the first place? I, I'm guessing your, your father may have had something to do with that. Yeah. I grew up in a photo studio. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So, um, and you know, I guess, I mean, I think there were two things to it. I mean, for one, I had to change it up a bit. So yeah. I think movie making was or cinematography or filmmaking became, became of interest to me just to, to, you know, add a dimension to it. Yeah. And I think it was also a little bit about making my own name. Yeah, of course. So Germany wasn't ideal for me. <laughs> yeah, um, fair enough. Being able to do that. And I went to film school and I looked around and I was thinking at London, I was looking at Los Angeles and I decided for New York University at the time. Yeah. And that was in 1985. And in 1988, I graduated undergrad, but um, it was the same year that Yo! MTV Raps started. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I kind of graduated with them as a cinematographer and there was a huge demand for for videos all of a sudden and no budget or low budget videos and I had a you know 60 millimeter camera and I pretty much was able to start working right away so it was um wow it was fortunate yeah yeah I mean I talk to people today and I think there's probably it just shifts you know I don't think it's particular I mean I was lucky to be there at that time but you know today there is different versions of that I guess you know yeah well I mean I guess I guess now if you're breaking in it's a lot more accessible because you've got things like you know everybody has a camera uh, everybody has a phone and the quality of the, some of the phone cameras is ridiculous, you know? Uh, yeah. and, and then you've got YouTube and places like that of, of ways of getting your content out there fairly easily. If you, so I, I mean, you know, it, it, that's it's, how do you get, how do you get notices? I guess, to, I guess it's, that's, yeah. that's what right? yeah. but you don't have an, you don't have an excuse anymore. Yeah. You know, which um I guess is a lesson anyway you learn, you know, you don't really have an excuse not to yeah. Not to get up early and work a little bit harder, you know, if you want to do anything. <laughs> Absolutely. But that was fun for me. I mean, I did seven years, I think, of of like music videos. So who who did you work on music videos with? I think one of my first ones was the stereo MCs and then I oh, you know wow. shop Actually, it was interesting because I was ultimately I was too late to deliver an experimental film for school. Right. It was just a high contrast black and white film. And I had to find an editing room. And the editor that I found had done just a video, I think, for the village people. Right. And she liked my footage and she wanted to show my footage to the head of Island Records at the time. And they liked it and they wanted to use my footage for the Stereo MCs video. <laughs> so the deal was they could use it as long as I get to shoot Stereo MCs in front of a green screen. <laughs> so um, that was fortunate. And I, from then on, I, I don't know, I did Shabba Ranks, KS1, Audio 2, LL, <laughs> MC Light, Boss. Yeah. I mean, like the uh, just probably 75 of them and then mostly east coast yeah yeah awesome i lived in new york until about eight years ago cool yeah it was fun yeah but i always like to make films and then i did a 
I did a movie in in with an Austrian friend, and that movie played in uh, it was called Charms Incidents, and it played at Berlin at the film festival. Yeah, and it played at a theater of like twelve hundred people, and it was well received. And I was sitting in that audience, and I realized how what a amazing feeling it was to 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 see your film with an audience yeah how you could feel their emotions and you know how you would help them going with the movie and i never felt that before when i was doing any music videos so it <laughs> kind of got me hooked in making in making narrative projects yeah and uh you know there are various various other things come along you we'll, we'll come on to those but um scandal being yeah. the sort of big thing that that you uh, you've been on for a very long time as we've already established how did that come to you i think i had to meet three times on it right so it came it just came to me as a as a script for my agent and um i didn't know anybody <laughs> i just first did a phone interview uh, and then i went in the office and met paul and then i had to go in one more time and meet paul again yeah and then um it became mine yeah i mean at that time i've done i had done a couple of films and i'd done a couple of pilots so i sort of was in the in the realm of getting yeah. that sort of a job. I guess Paul and I got, just got along. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a very visual director, so it was fun. Yeah. Uh, how did you go about finding the look for the show? You know, Paul and I were sitting there looking at, looking at the script, and I was, I don't know, 52 pages maybe, I'm not sure, but of quite a lot of characters and a lot of talk. Yeah. Very good dialogue, but just a lot of talk. And I think one of our biggest fears was to make it just a talking head show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were looking, we were looking for ways to avoid that. And then we sort of realized that we're in this world of, you know, fixing of Washington, of sometimes outrageous situations that we believe became more real. If you see it out of the corner of your eye, you know, if you, if you, if you peek in on it, it becomes, it stirs some up, some sort of visual recall in your mind and you're, you know, so we decided that we want to look in on situations from outside through windows, through glass, through beveled glass. Right. Yeah. Um, so it became that um, instead of just always, you know, being with the characters, we we sort of witnessed the characters, which sort of creates this, I guess, made it makes it a little bit more real. You know, it's a little yeah. bit of a, it's not a documentary approach, but it is, it has that feeling of, of witnessing, you know, stealing, seeing somebody out of the corner of your eye, just, you know, giving somebody a kiss, you know, moments that you're not supposed to witness. Yeah. Um, and then I had seen um, the long goodbye just before. And there's a making of video of Vilmos Sigmund talking about, and I think it was done in the seventies, but he's always dollying left to right. And they just discovered the zoom lenses at the time. <laughs> so he always zoomed and he said, if you zoom in and you dolly left, it seems like you're doing a diagonal zoom. Right. So that sort of triggered this idea of us always wrapping around the actors right the characters and so we basically we shoot the whole show on zoom lenses and we're always moving yeah right? we never repeat ourselves so it's not becoming too precious with it i guess yeah you know because i think our thinking was that we we want to keep it alive and we want to believe what we see yeah absolutely so we try to get out of staging it too much you know yeah which is it, it becomes just a very it's it becomes very fun to 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 watch i think you know because it just keeps moving yeah no it makes a difference and like you say you if there's a lot of dialogue you need to find some way to keep that interesting so it makes sense yeah you know try to stay stay ahead ahead of the audience a little bit you know don't say and show the same thing you know so it's yeah the interesting thing is also that all our characters are you know they're all good and they're all bad yeah. you know they've all so they've all done horrible things but for one we all have to like them but secondly i guess we're all flawed right as, as individuals yeah. and beings so i think we decided that we don't want to judge them right yeah. so we don't 
We try to stay away from judgment. <laughs> you know, I think that's just an attitude, you know? Yeah. I mean, our president at the time um, strangled the Supreme Court justice to death. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure it was season two or three. And then, but nevertheless, you know, we like him. <laughs> you know, we still, we were shooting last year, we were shooting at the end of the season. Um, we were shooting the inauguration of, of Mally Grant. And it was a strangely emotional moment for us, you know, because we literally passed the baton of our, of our presidency. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's it's funny how you start living living these characters. You're not being with them. <laughs> so. Yeah, visually, has has the show changed? much over the years that's not easy to answer i think <laughs> probably i mean it, 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 i'm trying not to change it but i think what happens is you know you you start alternating you know with other dps on the show yeah and you know right now it's down okada and you know they've been before it was you know it's steve frakel michael wachowski so when when they come in i think things change a little bit yeah you know, but it's not anymore just my um Everybody adds a little bit. Yeah. So from so with that it, it develops. You know, yeah. it becomes so it opens up a little bit, you know. Yeah. And then besides that, I think we try to for the most part we tried every year to just add one little element, you know. I mean, I think, you know, Shonda one day wanted to put these archival photos in it, you know. I think the idea is sort of when we see archival photos, we believe it, you yeah. know. So we take still shots of a moment and then these sort of become the iconic pictures, you know, like just iconic pictures that we know if it's if it's if it's Kennedy with his little son coming out of the resolute desk, you know, these images that yeah. we said if if we if we see them if you make them real we, we we even believe further that our characters exist yeah so we added that one year so every year you know we might add a little different element you know like with our glass panels like i think anything you go you start using them you start using too much of them you know you get mm. tired of them you know you stop using them you remember <laughs> you used to use them you use them again you know and then you go through these circles right i mean yeah. it's i think if you do something for this many years you do want to keep it alive yeah. You know, we never walk into a room and, and just turn on the lights. You know, we always look at the scene and try to figure out, OK, what's the atmosphere for the scene? Yeah. Just to keep it exciting and interesting for all of us. You know, and yeah. it's it's much more fun that way, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But so it always it always changes a little bit. Yeah. You know, and hopefully really the best things can happen that we can keep the energy as strong and as good as we did when we started, you know. Yeah. And not not allow any sort of tiredness to enter. Yeah. But I think that we're trying our best at that, you know, and it's like I said, it's it's still every day we, we, we like who we work with, you know. And it's a lot of credit to Shonda, but also, you know, a tremendous credit to to the actors and to Carrie Washington, who's just like a like the whole cast is, you know, they're just genuinely nice people who come to work very prepared and they're very talented, you know. Yeah. So it's it's kind of fun to be around and then it triggers each of us wanting to do better, you know. Yeah. Has there ever been one particular shot or can you can you think of one particular shot where you've been presented it and or you've you know you've seen it on the page and represented it and thought, how on the heck are we going to pull this off? I think the the first thing comes to mind is, you know, when it says it's in complete darkness. Right. Yeah. You know, you sometimes that you that that does happen. You read that, you know, and I think that gets hard to interpret sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I one of my favorite movies is A Woman is a Woman from Jean-Luc Godard. Right. There's a scene that they are having and they they're lying in bed and they, they sort of fighting and they turn off the light on and off. And when they turn the light off, it's in complete pitch blackness. Right. And it's kind of beautiful, you know, and they don't turn the light on and they talk with the light. They walk around the room with a lamp. 
so I think there's interpretations of, of complete darkness that I really enjoy. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's probably not appropriate or you probably can't do it on ABC. <laughs> so you find versions of that. But I think when I read complete darkness, I'm always tempted to go there to just turn it off. So we, you know, we have to interpret our way into that. Yeah. Um, that's probably my, my, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, the answer to that, because it's uh, besides a lot of lovemaking that we can't show on TV, <laughs> yeah. you know, and trying to cover things up that we're not supposed to see. Yeah. Our yeah. actors carry Washington's pregnancy for two years, for two, <laughs> you know, we did two pregnancies. Oh, wow. I think where we, I think we, um, used every, Prada bag or lamp in the room, <laughs> or I think there was an article in Entertainment News or one of those magazines that literally had the top ten worst ways of hiding <laughs> Kerry Washington's pregnancy. So there's challenges like that, you know, because at some point you can only do. And we did try to digitally remove it, and it just didn't work, you know. So, right. we, um, but then it becomes like, okay, what else? How much can we show? <laughs> Yes, it's sort of the bags get bigger. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, yes, at some point, it's, you know. So, yeah. um, and then, and this time we had, um, you know, Katie Lowe's is pregnant. Right. In real life. So, but there we didn't hide it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's sort of a, that's a whole nother, that, that, that just yeah. made it easier, yeah. sense, you know. Yeah. And uh, you've moved on from just doing the cinematography on the show because you, you started directing as well about season three, wasn't it? You I did. To... I did season two. I did. Oh, I, okay. I kind of lucked out. I'd got a, a great episode called "Happy Birthday, Mr. President," where I was able to. Um, that's really quite a beautiful episode, um, two oh eight. And I just finished last week. I think my tenth episode. Oh wow! So it's been um, really enjoyable. How was that move? Did, did you just sort of say, you know, I quite like to have a go at directing one, and they said yes, or? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Pretty much. They, they didn't say yes right away, but um, I think we we we've been planting this seed, and then um, I think one of the directors, one of the scheduled directors fell out last minute and then they sort of in, invited me theatrically theatrically into the office and <laughs> somehow when you get summoned into the office you can't help but thinking you did something wrong but <laughs> it felt a little bit like being on on you know american idol or whatever that you know whatever the, the british version of yeah. that is um, yeah. and then it was like yes you know so i did that long walk but yes no they <laughs> they offered me that episode and it it was really great episode. I mean, I got you know it was the episode where um there was an assass assassination attempt on Fitzgerald Grant. So right. It, yeah. It was it was a big big cinematic episode and it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It was really really good. And then I got I think three episodes of next year, and so I just sort of moved forward. And I think you know my cinematography already. I always try to make sure that I'm I'm sort of truthful. You know, I yeah. if I don't believe something, I try to change the lighting or put it further away. Or I always I'm always fighting to to make it to bring it to a point where I believe what I'm seeing. So I think directing kind of is the same kind of thrive for the same idea. You know, of making a dialogue, a scene, a conversation believable. Yeah. I think in at some point, I I started taking some acting classes just to improve my, you know, just my vocabulary. Yeah. When it comes to talking to actors and trying to understand what happens with an actor when they act, you know, I, I had one yeah. of the hardest things for me was to understand. I couldn't quite comprehend how an actor after a shot would say that was good or that wasn't good. You know, I didn't have that in me quite yet to right. understand how an actor can judge themselves, you know, and. I think after taking some acting classes and having had to perform some things, I've 
I started realizing that you can actually feel if you're honest, you know? Yeah. So I think it was interesting. It was yeah. interesting. And, you know, then it was interesting to learn that, um, you know, sometimes it's best not to say anything to an actor. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, all you do is confuse the subject matter, you know, and, and we arrive at sometimes the same results going different ways about things. Um, yeah. But by now I've done 10 of them and it's, it's, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you've done an episode of Grey's Anatomy as well. Yes. You hopped across onto that as well. So, yeah. Yeah, which is also, you know, in the same camp over here. And, yeah. Um, that was a great experience. It was great as well because it, it, it sort of made me realize that I can have the same dialogue with actors that I'm not so familiar with. Yeah. It's the same thing again, you know, it's like, but it's not, uh, you know, sometimes you, 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 maybe if you, if you're on your own show and you do it all the time, but you, you, you know, everybody wants to do their best for you. If you go to a different show, you know, you just have to build new relationships and find characters and, yeah. and, and, and so there was a different, I guess it's a different muscle, you know, that you, yeah. that you able to exercise, but it was, I, 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 I I loved it so um more more directing in the future as well as cinematographing <laughs> i would love to do both yeah i mean i i, I would enjoy that yeah i would enjoy that i would i, I mean I, I enjoy directing i would like to do more of that and the interesting thing is i feel like i've gotten just very good at my cinematography work now you know i've, I've yeah. had a lot of practice at it so um i think at the same time i do still want to make a movie you know right, yeah, another yeah. movie it's been so many years since since i've done a film yeah I and guess, we'll see we'll see I, what it brings yeah i mean i guess being it's difficult to fit movies in when you're you're on a, a long-running tv show i guess it's so, almost impossible yeah I mean, you need you, a break need, in between you know well yeah even if it's not that it's just very hard to schedule it yeah i mean it's the one issue with movies oftentimes that they you know that their schedule might also push you know yeah they might go a week two weeks later maybe they're pushing another week and well i wasn't fortunate enough to have it work in my you know 10 weeks off some of the other things that you worked on is kind of an interesting because there's a couple of, of shows particularly which i i loved i thought were great uh no ordinary family which was uh-huh. was a great little superhero show kind of greg Berlanti's sort of precursor to before he went and dominated like most of the shows on the cw with flash and arrow and all that sort of thing uh, this was sort of his genesis of of getting into the superhero genre more, more I, I kind of thought. How was it working on that show? I was only there for, I think, like 11 episodes. Um, right. That was fun. I mean, I, I think it's cinematographer. Was in, it's fun to jump genres. Yeah. You know, it had superhero action, fireballs. <laughs> you know so it's i think you asked earlier you know what you know what do you read in a script that makes you yeah wonder you know how do you achieve that and i think you're much more likely to run into that on a you know sort yeah. of visual effects heavy show you know because now we really got to put stuff together you know and how do we create you know supersonic speed and superpowers i think that was the fun about that you know we did i did another show a couple of years back that was with Christian Slater was called my own worst enemy that I really enjoyed. And that was there. We went every week to different country. You know, we went to a Russian snowstorm or, you know, we went to the Sahara. And I mean, that is a lot of fun as a cinematographer, you know, every week we do something completely different. Yeah, I was I was going to mention that show because I thought that show was great as well. Uh, I, I like that show a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's such a show. Christian Slater went through this phase of of having great shows that didn't quite get picked up and or you know didn't make it past its first season and i i thought it was such a shame that didn't go further that but um it was a great yeah we all felt we all felt like that we all yeah. felt like it you know when when it 
when it came um, when it came to an end that it was just too bad. Yeah, yeah. We didn't because we just we felt like we just finally got it right. Yeah, <laughs> it was a real shame that because it was such a fun show. And like you say, I mean, for for you, like you say, I'm, I'm sure it must have been visually really interesting because of all the locations with it. Um, yeah, it was really good fun that show. I don't, although I I love him on Mr. Robot now. So you know. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. I'm happy yeah. for him. I'm thrilled for him. You know. Yeah. When you get you get to be friends with and get to know all these people and um, there's you know he's just another wonderful person. Yeah. Couple of, of last questions that we always ask people. So first one is what TV shows are you watching at the moment? Hmm. Uh, I should have a better answer. I've been so so I've been literally so um I think the last show that I binge watched was um Thirteen Reasons. Oh yeah. Also because my friend Tom did the pilot for that. Oh right. Uh, I've been spending too much time on set. <laughs> well, I'm literally looking at TV monitors for 14 hours a day, so I have, I'm, I'm I'm not sure. Well, 13, um, 13 reasons is is a, a good show to come up with, I think. And lastly, if you had the opportunity to work on any show other than the one you're on, obviously, it can be past, present, or future. Which TV show would it be? I would have liked to have done an episode of Games of Thrones. <laughs> yes, that's quite popular, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I yeah. did the United Station agent with Peter Dinklage. Oh, yes, yes, of course. So I would have liked to have put that together. I liked what they did with True, True Detectives. Yeah, visually very interesting show that. Yeah, yeah I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Games of Thrones seems like an easy, seems like too easy, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's Game of Thrones. And I mean, it's visually, it's stunning. I mean, the whole thing's incredible, but, yeah. you know. But it's nice for me I mean, because I, I think I, I I strive for it because I'm on location, you know. I like to get on location, you know. So that would be yeah. being out of the studio, you know. Yeah. I think that's, that's, I think, what is most appealing to it. <laughs> um, you were asking me as a cinematographer or as a director? Well, yeah, go on. Actually, that's that's a good point. As a cinematographer and as a director, which if they're different answers, then either. Uh, I think as a director, I would say games. As, as a cinematographer, I would say Games of Thrones. Yeah. Um, and as a director, I'd say True Detectives. Good choice. Yeah. Well, there is there is a new series of, of True Detective coming up. Yeah, I know so, they're yeah. doing it. It's good. So maybe maybe you can get yourself on that. Get the word out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. David, thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time for me. Thank you for taking the time as, uh, to, to come on and chat through. It's been uh, been a real pleasure. Just, we should uh, catch up again sort of next year when you know what you're doing. I would like that very much. Awesome. Well, yeah. have, have a great day. Thank you. I'm flying out to Europe. My dad's turning 80. Oh wow! Congratulations um, to you, Dad. So, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and, and welcome back this side of the Atlantic. So. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thank talk you. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank Bye. You. Bye. So that was the interview with Oliver. Hope you really enjoyed that. Scandal, if you want to catch it. The entire series is available on Catch Up, I think, on Sky from season one. The current season is airing Wednesday nights at 10pm on Sky Living, if you want to go and catch that. Next up, we have some highlights for next week on TV. So highlights for next week on TV. Start off with Godless, which is a new show coming to Netflix on the 22nd of November. This is stars Jeff Daniels, who is a brilliant actor, and I really love that that guy. So uh, plays a character, a criminal called Frank Griffin and his gang of outlaws who are on a mission of revenge against Roy Good, played by Jack O'Connell, a son-like protege who betrayed the Brotherhood. So it's a sort of Western starring Jeff Daniels. Oh, that which, sounds good. Which sounds kind of interesting. There are trailers yeah. and stuff kicking around for that, but that could be quite good. Jeff uh, Daniels has that kind of, you know, got a Western feel to him. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. he might be Southern, possibly, which, you know. Yes, possibly. He certainly can do the accent, even if he isn't. Um, <laughs> 
so yeah that that's starting on netflix on the 22nd of november but that sounds like it could be really good madam secretary is back for its fourth season that's on the 23rd of november at 9 p.m on sky living more on netflix we've got uh, she's got to have it which is a contemporary update of the uh, revolutionary spike lee film from 1986 that's starting on netflix on the 23rd of november we've got frontier which is back for its second season this is jason momoa's series about uh it's about the fur trade in north america in the 18th century i mean it's, it says second season but i think the first season was only six episodes i'm not sure how many this really? is but uh so it's a fairly short thing if you're a jason momoa fan you i'm sure you'll have gone and caught up with it but uh, that's on 24th of november for the second season of that uh chicago med is back on the universal channel that's on 26th of november at 9 p.m for its third season and then season two of glitch comes to netflix on the 28th of november which is uh one of these uh, tv shows about dead people that are start to raise from the graves again in perfect health but with no memory of their identities remember we went through a spate of these about like a year or two years ago of, yeah. of shows of people coming back to life um <laughs> so this is one of them but like. uh, yeah it's uh season two of 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 glitch 28th of november that arrives so that's everything i think we have for this week unless you've got anything else you want to add in no i was just going to say make sure you check out those uh, cosplayers on the instagram which will be down in a second i'm sure yes yes the instagram uh so yeah go and go and check that out also uh, we are coming up to the uh, start of december which means that the geek town awards are Yay. going to be kicking off fairly soon so we will be doing a show specifically for the geek town awards i think next week yes should be kicking off either next week or the week after anyway that will be kicking off so um look out for for that coming soon and uh, you'll be able to win a huge prize which is currently sat in my room and i need to get photos taken of it which i haven't Ooh. done yet but uh, there's a lot of it this year so um so look look out for that coming up on the website. Uh, if you want to get the latest TV air dates and info, you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week. If you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website post. You can find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, or on Instagram, which is geektownuk, where we've got lots of lovely cosplay photos up this week. So that's everything we shall see you next week bye 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 guys cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.